0: Good morning everybody, Yeshua Parak Beis, yesterday we ended off Parak Aleph, we saw that Yeshua told clients so they have to get ready to enter Eretz and today in Parak Beis we're going to see, Yeshua is going to send two spies into Eretz into Yisrael to scatter out the land, then they're going to stay by Rechavah and the king of Yericha is going to send troops to try to find them. Rachael is going to save the spies. And then the spies are going to return to Yeshua to report back that they are, they are going to win the war. So let's see. Perak Pasuk Al, Yeshua sends, to, he tells them they should be quiet, they should make sure to be discreet, to go scout out the land, and the two men went to the Beit zaina they went to Rachav, and the Medrash tells us that these two people were Pinchas and Kalev, and Yeshua sent Pinchas and Kalev, and at the end we're going to discuss how to make sense that Yeshua made the same mistake, why did he send Meraglim? but let's continue along, so Yeshua sends these two men, and they stay by Rachav and Now the, the king of Rihay says, the king says, the king of Richei heard, and he recognized that there's two spies who came into the land. The king, tells, the king tells "You have to send out the men who came. You have to send out the men who came to you last night, because they came to scout out the land. Their spies. The Rachav went, and he, she hid the woman. So Rachav told the king, the king's messengers, that." Uh, they're correct that two men came last night but she, they left already, When they, they left right away so she doesn't know where they are. She tells him that immediately before the gate was closed at night, the men left. And she says, I don't know in which direction the men went. So Rachav tells the, the messenger, the people from the, who came from the king, they should go chase after the men because she doesn't know where exactly they went off to but they ran away. And really she took them off to the roof. Really, she hit him on top of the roof, she hit him under the bundles on the roof, and the men chased after, the men, the soldiers chased after the spies, they went, they chased across the yardin, and after they left the city to go look for the men, they closed the, they closed the gates, and the refreshment explained, they closed the gates in case that the men were still in the city, they should be locked in. before the men were able to go to sleep, Rachav goes up to the roof. Rachav tells the spies that she recognizes that God is going to give them Eretz Israel. And everybody is afraid of and the people in the land, the inhabitants of the land, they're going to disappear in front of you. You're going to conquer. You're going to be successful. Because we heard that God is going to split the Yamzah for you. We heard that you already were successful in your, battle, in your battles. Banishma by and we were very we were very afraid of like come out and nobody's going to stop you, nobody's going to get in your way. We're gonna see soon, who was a Zaina for 40 years. She she turns into spies and says, We recognize that I recognize that Hashem is the God and he's the one who runs the world. So now Rachov turns to the spies and says, I want you to make I want you to make a shuvah to me. I want you to swear to me, because just like I did kindness to you, I want you to do chas with my family, li and make for me a sign. That we know that you're going to keep your promise. Meaning, Rochel is going to tell the spies, now that I saved your life, I want you to save, when you come into Israel, I want you to save my life, and my family's life. I want you to save my entire family, and also what they own. So the men responded, the two spies responded, we are taking responsibility, we'll die instead of you, but only on the condition, we do not repeat our conversation. The men tell her that yes, when we come in and we conquer the land, we're going to do with you chesed and emes. We're going to save you. So she lowers them down through the roof through, using the rope that they came up with. Because these rochav lived at the edge of the city, she lived in this castle right at the edge of the right at the edge of the city. So therefore, she lowered them through the roof through the window with a rope. And she tells them. So she tells them that they should go up they should run away for three days they should hide away in the mountains for three days because then the people who were chasing after you were going to come back they're going to give up and then you could leave So the men responded And they told We are going to be absolved From the promise That we told you If you don't follow The following conditions Meaning they said like this We're going to keep our shvua But only if you keep the condition We're going to come into the land Make sure to tie This thread in your window That you lowered us With the rope So to tie that rope At the entrance of the house Make sure to gather everybody into the house. Now put this rope as a sign so I will recognize that this is the house that you're in and we are going to save your life. It's interesting that Farshim point out that it was this same rope that Rochov used to have people come into the house with to be mazana with her. It's the same rope that she sent the spies down with and it's the same rope that I ended up saving her. You see sometimes like we'll speak out when we review the parak that the same thing that a person can do in have with can end up being the way that she survives can become the greatest atzal. So the spies tell Rochov if anybody leaves the house then we are not responsible and they're going to die but anybody who stays in the house we're taking responsibility that they're going to be saved and the spies tell her that if you repeat this conversation, then we are absolved from our Shavua, and the should Mish- Mish- point out that even though it doesn't say explicitly that they swore, the assumption is that they made a Shavua. So Rachav says, I agree to what you said, she sends them off, and she ties a string to her house. So the men, the two spies, Pinchas and Kali, went up to the mountain for three days. So the people went out to search for them, they went and they couldn't find them. So So after the three days, they, they stopped searching for them, so the two men, Pinchas and, U- P- Pinchas and Kali, went down from the mountain, they came back to Yeshua and they repeated the whole entire conversation with Rachav Rachav told them that everybody's afraid of Kalei and so they're not going to have any issues conquering Eretz Israel. so Yeshua responds that's, that's great The great news to hear that HaKadosh Baruch has given us over the land and the people are afraid they're not going to stop us so now a few interesting insights on this parak this parak is really, really interesting fascinating ideas come out of this parak but we'll just focus on a few different ideas. Number one, this parak is the after read on Parsha Shalach, the Parsha of the Miraglim, and in, very apropos, because this is a story, another story of Miraglim. Now, the Kasha that many of the deal dealt over here is seemingly a very important fundamental question, and that is how come Yeshua did not learn from his mistakes? Yeshua was one of the original Miraglim, and Yeshua himself saw what ended up happening with the whole situation with the Miraglim, and they spoke Lush and how and how it ended up being such a terrible thing, and Kaisal was punished, they ended up staying in the midbar for another 40 years. So why exactly did did. Yeshua repeat the same mistake so this is a kasha that many of the Mepharshim discuss so if you take a look at the Rabag over here the Rabag explains that you're right Yeshua didn't send a Meraglim to scan out the land of course he knew that he was going to conquer the land, and Hashem said that they're going to be successful. Rather, he just sent in the miraculum to Mechazik Yisrael, to Mechazik them to strengthen them, to show them that it was very clear that they were going to win the war. The Barbanel over here takes the, he disagrees with the lot very strongly. He says that was the same reason why Misha sent them. Misha didn't send the miraculum because he thought they weren't going to be successful. Hashem said they're going to be successful. So the Barbanel disagrees, and he offers another Peshat. Says the Barbanel. <laughs> Says the rabbinel, very simple. Yeshua was part of the original Miraglim. He knew exactly why the Miraglim themselves went went off the path, and yet he recognized why Klai Yisrael also interpreted everything that the, the Miraglim said negatively. So therefore, says the rabbinel, Yeshua knew to be careful. He knew exactly where they made the mistake, and therefore he knew how to be very careful and to avoid all the mistakes that they made the first time. So an interesting idea that rabbinel is suggesting which is really similar to the Gemara in Chagigah but the Gemara says that (coughs) that Torah is a type of idea that a person can only really learn how to act properly after he, makes his, after he makes a mistake. So, again, we have to recognize that the mistakes that we make, we shouldn't look at them negatively. We should look at them as learning opportunities, how we can do better next time. Now, another very interesting thing which comes from this parak is the idea of Rachavah Zainah. That Rachavah Zainah, who originally, the Gemara and Zvachim, Lachav tells us that she was Mazana for 40 years, from the age of 10 already. From the age of 10 to the age of 50, she was Mazana with all different types of people from all different countries. And she, we're going to see, ends up marrying Yeshua. And and the Gemara Megillah Laftesvav, tells us that many Nevi'im ended up coming from Rachav, so it's really incredible how exactly did this Zaina, the person who was in Zina her entire life for, four, for forty years, how did she end up becoming, how did she end up marrying Yeshua, and end up having Nevi'im come from her? So that, definitely a few different shatim in the reshaimim and the farishim over here, but one very important point I think we see from here is that we have to be very careful. Not to judge anybody, not to make any assumptions about anybody until we really learn about the person, until we really see what the person is going through. And the first one point out a very interesting idea. I think Ryan Lukansin was one who made the suggestion that Rukh Zayn Digmar tells us she was already she was Mizana at the age of ten already. She was a Zaina from the age of ten. And also the circumfere tells us that she was on the outskirts of the city. So Ryan Luchanzin, that's all explained, that Rachhov wasn't didn't want to be in this position. Her circumstances forced her into this position. For whatever reason, however it happened, she was a Zain at ten years old. That's not a choice that a person makes. So that was something which Forced upon her. And therefore, that's why, really, Rachavazaina could have been this incredible person. She could have been this amazing person. However, because of her circumstances, unfortunately, she was Mazana for over 40 years. So, what we see from here is that a person has to be very careful not to judge anybody by what they do. You know, we can define what people do as bad, but we can't define the person himself as bad. Like the Gemara and Brachas tells us, <speaking in Hebrew> that when we see somebody who doesn't have avera, we can say that the avera itself is bad. But we should dive in that they do true, or we can't call them sinners. And can you imagine if people, if we just gave up on Rachavazaina? If we we just said that Rachel was a Zaina and Yeshua can't marry her. We wouldn't have all the Nabiim which came out of Klai Israel. So this is a very important idea. Not to Chas V'shalom define anybody by their actions. Rather to define, we can define what they're doing is wrong but never to define the actual person as being a bad person. And just something else interesting that I was thinking from this, from this idea that Rachel ended up marrying Yeshua, that it's really an incredible thing. Could you imagine the greatest leader in Kala Yisrael at, at the moment, Yeshua, who's the Navi, he's the one who's leading Kala Yisrael, into Eretz Yisrael, and he marries somebody who's a designer for 40 years. She's a Baal Shuvah, she's a zaynir for 40 years. You see the power of a great person, of a tremendous tamakachim, a tremendous tzaddik, that he's willing to look past the person's past and recognize who the person actually is. So that's another interesting idea from this uh, this woman who is Rachav Ha Now, just a simple psha in the psukkim of here, why exactly did the men go to a place of a Zaina? That sounds like a very strange place to go. So the mom just explains that it's not a normal place for them to go, but that's exactly why they went. They were, they were told to go to a discreet place since they were spies. They wanted to go to a place where nobody would think that they're there, and that's why they went to Abesah Zaina, because the mom that's not a normal place for Jews to be and therefore that's why they went there again important that's not a place for for a Jewish person to be in a base one more Ha'ara the Sukma at the end describe how Rachav asks the spies if she could save her family and the spies respond yes we can we will save them we will do Ches we will also do emes." now the question is what exactly is the difference between Chasid and Emes? If you take a look at the Radak and Potsuki Beis, the Radak defines it very nicely. Explains the Radak Chasid Shayas Adam Acher like The difference between Chasid and Emas says the Radak is that chesed is something which is done which you don't expect and you're not owed from the person anything. You don't expect the person to reciprocate in any fashion and you don't expect the person to owe you anything. That's chesed. MS is where you, I did something good for you so you did something good for me. So therefore explains the Radak that Rahab, she saved the spy's life. That was a pure chesed. The spies didn't do anything for her. So the fact that the spies should save Rachab, that's MS. That's Mida Caneg and Mida. However, Rachav asks, Can you despise also save my family? That's a chesed. So, therefore, this is a very important idea that when a person does chesed, many times when we do chesed, we want to help somebody else, we do it, but we expect that the person's going to reciprocate, we expect that the person's going to even thank us, or the person's going to help us in the future. The, we have to remember that true chesed, and Desser talks about this in his Kutchus Chesed as well, true chesed is just the act of giving without the expectation of reciprocity in return. So a very important idea when we do chesed, if we really want to do chesed properly, just like I Deshbaruch Hu does chesed with us that he created us and doesn't expect anything from us in return. So it's when we do chesed, we should try to do chesed in the best manner in a way that we do not re- expect any payment in return. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.